Welcome to The Victorious Life. I'm Lisa Boldo and I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. I've got a really special message for you watching tonight and for those who will watch the replay. You know, I just want to thank you for joining me and I know that our time tonight is going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. So the Lord put something special on my heart and one of the the, the questions that I get asked a lot is about finding your purpose. You know, a lot of people will say, how do I know that I'm walking in my purpose? Or how do I even find out what I'm, you know, what that is? So I just, um, before we dive in, I'm going to just start quickly with prayer. And Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the viewer watching tonight and for those who will watch the replay. I thank you, Father, for those who you want to touch this message with. Father, I pray tonight that as they watch this broadcast, Lord, that only your words would come forth, Lord, that they would hear you and not even me, Lord, but you, all you and none of me. And Father, I thank you. I'm so honored that you are using me as your vessel, Lord, to help the multitudes to live in victory, to break darkness, to be a light in the dark places, and to spread the good news, to make the name of Jesus Christ famous. And that is what you're called to do as well. So Father, I just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, and I thank you for this message tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Yay! Glory to God! So, welcome once again. And so, I was saying that one of the questions that I get asked very often, or, you know, it just comes across, you know, it comes up quite a bit, is how do I find my life's purpose? How do I know that I'm in the will of God? Right? Because some people think, well, it is what it is. No. You have authority. If you're born again and Jesus is your Lord, oh boy, already, jiving right in. It's not it is what it is. It's what you say it is because of the power of your words. Oh, okay. So, you know, every single one of you watching, you were created for a certain task, a certain assignment on this earth. And, you know, of course, there are stages, right? There's processes of growth, right? You're at different places at different times in your life. But the point is you want to be in the will of God during those times of growth. So, you know, a lot of people, um, they're always looking at the shiny bright object. What do I mean by that? Well, you might be looking at someone else's life and think, that's what I should be doing. Whatever it is. It could be in business. It could be, you know, there's all kinds of different businesses out there, right? There's all kinds of different ways, for example, to earn income, right? And a lot of times we look at what someone else is doing or even in the ministry and we think, you know what? I want to do what they're doing. Or, you're, you know, the bottom line is it's comparing. You're comparing yourself somehow to someone else. I'd like to be doing that. Or... There's that whole thing that comes in with, I wish I had what they had. Oh my goodness. That's, you know, and it depends on how you're looking at that, but you don't want to look at someone and go, I want what they have, right? Don't covet what other people have. What you want to do is say, Lord, ask what is my purpose? What is my assignment? But I'm going to give you some, some real practical steps to do that, okay, based on scripture. But again, you know, I was saying, you don't want to be comparing yourself to people, but the other thing is there are different stages of life. For example, think of King David in the Bible, right? You could say he was a shepherd boy. 
He took care of shepherds in the field, right? You would think he wasn't really doing anything significant in the world's point of view. He wasn't even considered when Jesse brought his sons, right? To be looked at by Samuel to see which one was going to be anointed to be the king. David wasn't even considered. Think about that. That's good. Thank you, Lord. You know, and then later on, David defeated Goliath, but it still wasn't his time to be king, right? And look at the honor that David gave Saul, even when Saul was jealous of him and trying to kill him. David always honored Saul no matter what, right? Touch not the anointed one. Saul, David knew that Saul was anointed by God to be king, and David wasn't going to touch that. He was just going to honor that. You know, in the cave, David could have killed Saul, he cut a little piece of his robe off just to let him know, hey, look, I could have killed you, but I didn't. You need to stop trying to kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in any event, it's timing too. But like I said, you want to be in God's will every step of the way. So a lot of you watching right now, you're, you really are just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I really don't know my purpose. And there's hearts flying, so I know that that's just true, you know. And there was, for a long time, you might be right in the center of God's will, but you still feel like you're not doing anything that's making, like, this global impact or something. Trust me, if you want to make a global impact in this world, you will, because that's a desire that God placed in your heart. Oh, getting ahead of myself. But, again, you might look at what somebody else is doing and think, I, I'd like to be doing that. But that wouldn't even be good for you. If you started to go down in that direction, it might burn you out and you might get like, ugh, because you have a specific anointing. You've got a specific assignment with your name on it. You are called to influence um, certain people, right? Everybody has a sphere of influence. I don't care if it's five people. And if you're on Facebook, it's a lot more than five people. I'm just saying, there is 1.9 billion, with a B, people on Facebook. And if you think if there's 8 or 9 billion people on the earth, wow, that is a huge, huge uh, influence that you can, you can be out there, right? So, again, you may feel like you haven't done anything really significant or global up to this point and you're still trying to figure it out. It's okay. It's not too late. Even if you're 80 years old, it's not too late. All you got to do is turn your heart to Jesus and mean it with your whole heart and say, use me, Lord. Use me. Send me. Oh my gosh, I still remember. Um, I think it was back in 2005. I was in a grocery store parking lot, you know, in Edgewater, New Jersey, in Whole Foods. I remember. And I was crying out to God and I said, Lord, use me. Use me. Send me. Oh my gosh. I mean, and that was a while ago, but God is accelerating things. Let me tell you, you want to be used by God, you're going to be used by God, okay? We've all heard of stories, you know, too, with people who came from nothing. They had nothing, you know, and they built empires. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, this isn't just about money. This is about doing God's will for your life. And then there's people like Mother Teresa, I'm sure she didn't have much money, but she was doing what God called her to do, right? Oh my gosh, right? Taking care of the poor and the hungry and always being in the midst of, oh my goodness. So 
And you've all, well, I don't know if all of us have heard the story, if all of you have heard the story, but I'll tell you what, Colonel Sanders, I think he was like 67 when he got started with Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? And he went to all these different places and was turned down. If you don't know that story, Google it, because I am telling you that will bless your socks off. It will bless your socks off. Just Google the story about Colonel Sanders. Okay, in Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't have time to tell it to you here tonight because I have, you know, other things that I want to cover here. But have you ever had the limiting belief of, I want to do, I feel like I want to do certain things, but I feel limited. I don't have the resources. I don't have the talent. I'm not good looking enough. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. Let me just tell you, lie, 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 lie. It may be true in the natural that you don't have some things, but again, you have a specific assignment from the Lord with your name on it. Yes, you do. And it's, it's, it's up to you to, to find out what that is. But again, I'm going to go through this. And you know what? Someone may have told you, you can't do that. And you've got this strong heart desire to make this, you know, impact or to do something in particular, but someone well-meaning as they may be, may have said to you, you can't do that. Why not? You know what? Don't share your dreams with everyone. Share dreams with people that you know will encourage you. And sometimes it's not always family members, right? And I know that many of you will agree with that. I mean, if I would have told my family years ago that I'm going to be doing what I'm doing, they would have laughed at me because they... I was the black sheep of my family. I was the rebel of my family. Yeah, I'm telling you, sometimes I do breakthrough sessions with people, right, often. And when I start touching on how I was, people are like, no, 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 that cannot be. I'm like, you have no idea. The anger, the codependence, the depression, the anxiety, the fear, the addiction to psychics. Yeah, I was an absolute total mess, okay? Mess, mess, mess. God will take the foolish things and confound the wise. He will take the foolish things. Boy, when you give your heart to him, your whole heart, he will turn your whole life around. He will because that's our God and that's how much he loves you. Okay, so again, whatever the, whatever the situation is, just know this. You can change any situation in your life. As, as soon as you start aligning your thoughts with this word, I promise you, that's all you have to do. Man, I'm telling you, when I surrendered, I said, Lord, I am tired of doing things my way. Teach me your ways, please. I need help. And I needed help. And there wasn't a human being that I could go to because honestly, I felt like I was five pounds away from death. You know, it's just, it's a long story, but it was a really, really awful time in my life, the worst, you know, and my son was 10 years old. And the whole point is, you know, uh, I was a legal secretary for 20 years and I thought that that's what I would just do, you know, forever. I knew that I was a people person, but it wasn't until I surrendered my life to Christ and I literally dropped to my knees because I was not living for Jesus at all. I was living for Lisa and only Lisa. And I was only thinking about Lisa, and it was not pretty. Um, ugh, it was awful. But in any event, so what do you need to do? Okay, so number one, stop comparing yourself with other people. Stop it. I used to do that too. Don't do that. It doesn't serve you at all. 
at all, okay? And just don't. That's not what you want to do. And I want to read you a scripture on this, okay? 2 Corinthians 10.12 says this, and I'm re reading this out of the Living Bible. It says, oh, don't worry. I wouldn't dare say that I'm as wonderful as these other men who tell you how good they are. He says their trouble is that they're only comparing themselves with each other and measuring themselves against themselves. What stupidity, right? Another translation says that when you compare yourself with others, you're not wise. Why? It all comes back to because God has your own assignment for you, right? You've got to run your race. Oh my goodness. Okay, number two, and I've been saying this for the last 10, 15 minutes, know, know that you have a specific assignment, again, with your name on it. How do I know this? Okay, First Corinthians, now I'm going to bring it with some scripture because I've got to give you the word, okay? First Corinthians 7, 7, I'm sorry, 7, 17. First Corinthians 7, 17 says this, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him, okay? So God has called you um, to live a certain kind of life with a certain assignment, okay? And, and it says, this is my rule in all the churches. So, you know, when Paul would preach in these churches, this is what he would say. And this is how you can live in peace with everybody. No jealousy, no strife. Know that you have your own assignment. Okay. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God has before ordained, right, that we should walk in them. So God already pre-assigned you. Um, uh, um, he preordained these good works so you can walk in them, okay? You've got assignments with your name on them. Okay, Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you un a, a prophet unto nations. Now, God was giving this specific word to Jeremiah but listen, it's not just for Jeremiah, meaning not everybody's called to be a prophet, okay? However, everybody is preordained for an assignment that God has uh, put in you. This is why, you know, some people love to paint, right? They're artists. Some people love to um, speak. Some people love to cook. These are desires that God has placed in your heart and okay so we're gonna go on um, it says okay Paul said in 2nd Timothy 4 7 I have fought the good fight and I have finished my course I have kept the faith I fought the good fight fight I have finished my course see you've got a specific course a specific assignment okay I know I'm drilling this home but you know by the time you get off of here tonight you're gonna be like Lord what is my assignment that's good. That's good. Okay. Romans eleven twenty nine. I love this. It says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable, right? Once God gives you gifts and a calling, he doesn't take it back. The gifts and the call of God are without repentance. They're irrevocable. He's not going to just take them back. Okay. So here's how to discover what God created you to do, right? Your specific purpose. Wow, it's all wrapped up right here, okay? In Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let me just say this, because when you say to the Lord, use me, take my life, make it what you want it to be, show me, Lord, what am I created here to do to bring you glory? Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to start showing you. And then other people, you'll start getting confirmations, you know, and, and I'm telling you, it's when you delight yourself in the Lord, you know why? Because when you are asking the Holy Spirit for his wisdom to show you, that's his will for you. He wants to show you. So he's going to show you, right? And you're going to have peace and you're going to be excited about it. And as you say, Lord, what is the first step? Show me the first step. Because again, there are um, stages, right, of growth. I mean, I have glimpses. God shows me glimpses of what the future holds. And it's more than my brain can really even comprehend. I, I, I am seeing like stadiums of people breaking out in healings and miracles, you know, uh, like Catherine Coleman had. And I mean, I'm, I'm just sharing some of this with you. But I mean, the Lord is showing me just again, huge, huge, huge things because I know what my calling is. And it's to help you to live in victory through the power, through through right believing and the power of the spoken word of God for, for healing and restoration and transformation. That is the call that God has put on my life for quick breakthroughs. That's why I do one session breakthroughs with people because God has shown me like that's all it will take. So anyway, glory to God. All right. And then Psalms 21 2, you've given him his heart's desire. Psalms 145 19, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. And fear, you know, it's yes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it's meaning the fear of the Lord. You honor him, you, you reverence him, you respect him, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's the deal if you're not born again, you're going to have desires that are not from God. Come on, you know this. If you are born again now, then you remember, right? Your desires were all about self, right? It's all about maybe the big house, the car, the money, you know, the the relationships, the not so godly ones, you know, just all this kind of stuff. It's all based in self because Satan is the god of self, selfishness, right? You can't even have um contention or an argument or strife without pride. Where does pride come from? It's not from God. Anyway, so I'm just saying, if you're not born again, your spirit is not recreated yet. It's still in the world. It's still the sin nature of Adam. So your thoughts and your heart are going to be lined up with the world's way of doing things, right? So your desires you know, most like they're not going to be godly desires and you're not going to know how to walk them out God's way because you don't know this, right? So if you really are, you know, if you're born again and, and I'll take you through that later, if you're not, oh my gosh, you want to be because instantly your spirit will be made a new creation that has never been right? You're, I love, um, someone uh, says this phrase, I've heard it a few times, but it's like you get regenerated, right? Regenerated. Your spirit becomes brand new. And because you are a three-part being spirit, that's the real you, right? That's why when someone, you know, goes home to be with the Lord, you know, or they pass, they, your breath leaves your, 
your body and your body falls to the ground. But the real you, the spirit, keeps going on. You can't kill a spirit. So I'm just saying that's beautiful, you know? And if you're born again, that's really beautiful. <laughs> that's what you want. So as your spirit is, you know, recreated, your spirit man is made, uh, I say spirit man, your spirit is made instantly perfect. But that's why after you get born again, you have no more past. The Lord, and, and this is a teaching for another day, but the Lord paid for all your sins. And it's right in Hebrews. Oh, some of you, it's, this is going to mess with your minds, but it says it right in Hebrews that the Lord paid for the sins of the world once okay so the whole it's the, it's not a, even a sin how do i say this thank you lord so the lord jesus paid for the sins right he takes away the sins of the world where are the sins of the world they're away however what happens is if you don't align yourself then renewing your mind with the word of god now you give satan access to your thoughts which then are going to come out through your words. He can't touch your spirit once you're born again, but he can touch your body and he can touch your mind. And that's why there's such a constant struggle with, you know, it's so funny because, because God will give me a certain, you know, topic or show me something to speak on, but I always come back to healing, right? Because this is the, the assignment, but this is the reason, you know, that if you're born again, but you haven't renewed your mind with the word of God, number one, you don't know, who you are in Christ, you don't know who Christ is in you, you don't understand the authority that Jesus has already given you to crush the enemy, right, and sickness and disease, because it's already paid for, you don't know any of that if you're not renewing your mind with the word, and so you keep calling out to God, help me, help me, help me, heal me, heal me, and Jesus is like, I gave you authority, God is not going to do what he's told us to do. Oh my gosh, please understand this. You've got to get understanding. You know, in Proverbs, it says in all of your getting, get understanding. Listen, the Lord Jesus never, ever did another miracle after he was raised from the dead. He told us to do it. He told you to do it. He told me to do it. He never did it. He, he said to the apostles, you go and I will be working in you, confirming my word right? Through miracles, signs, wonders, healing. Jesus is not going to do it because he already paid the ultimate sacrifice. He said, it is finished. And when it was finished, that spiritual law was set. It was in place. While Jesus was still here walking the earth, people needed him to personally speak that word or to touch him. Or if he gave, you know, the disciples the authority to do it, they could do it. But they still had to have that, um, that, personal one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, in the flesh, you know, with Jesus, right? But after Jesus said, it is finished and he paid the price, no, no longer. Now it's up to you and me because he lives in us through the person of the Holy Spirit, right? That's why Jesus told the disciples, it's better for you that I leave because then we're, my, my father, we're going to send the comforter, though we're going to send the Holy Spirit to you who is going to be working through you. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to show you. And then, but you have the authority. Jesus said, Luke 10, 19, I have given you the authority over all the power of the enemy. Oh my gosh, those of you who are watching right now and you've got 
friends or loved ones who are sick. They're literally dying right now with cancer. They are sick with disease. Oh my God, my friend, you have the authority to release to them, but they've got, they, they've got to understand you can bring them the understanding that Jesus has already paid the price for them to be healed, you know, and, and, I, and I've said this in videos past, and I'm totally off topic, but I know that this is what you need tonight because God's anointing is on me. And it's like, bring it, you know, just, just do it, speak it. And this is what God does. Go ahead. I start somewhere, but then his anointing just, just is flowing. So my friend, if you, you have the authority to, to listen, Jesus is not going to just come down from heaven and go, okay, I'm going to heal you. I'm not going to heal you. Uh, no, it's when he said it is finished, that spiritual law is in place of healing, of, of deliverance, of anything that you need. It's in place. Jesus paid the price for all of it. It's like when Jesus showed me a building. This is a building, the law of gravity. Okay, if, if you didn't see those videos, I'm just gonna go ahead and explain it. And I know we only have a few minutes left, but I, I, gotta, I have to bring this to you. This is a building. This is what the Lord showed me. This is how you can have the faith of Jesus. My friend, get this understanding. This is what the Lord said to me, the law of gravity. He said, this is a building. If you step off of that building, what's gonna happen? You're going down. It's a law. It's in place. It's set. Nothing is going to catch you. Granted, I mean, people could put a trampoline there or what, whatever, the big things to catch people. But my point is, it's a law. It's a spiritual law because God put it there. It's universal, meaning it works the same way for everybody all the time. It's the same with healing. God gave me this revelation. He said, when Jesus said, it is finished, he said that that law, it was immediately set. It was put in place. Everything was done. It was paid for. You have the authority. He, he, the healing was already in place. So just like the law of gravity, he showed me this. This is how you can understand it and have the faith of Jesus. Number one, Jesus said, I've given you all authority. Number two, you release it through your words. The power of the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword. <laughs> what does a sword do? It cuts. It will kill that sickness. It will, your words, the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It will, listen, if chemo can do anything for cancer, dude, the word of God will crush cancer. Oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about this because you have authority and I am tired of the devil, you know, trying to, to tell you that you're stuck and you don't have authority and there's nothing you can do. It is baloney. It is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Jesus died and gave it to you, but he's not dead. He's alive forevermore, but he's not going to do it for you. He said, I've given you all authority right over. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. But here's what you have to do. The person who is sick, you need to help them understand that Jesus already paid the price. Okay, and that what they need to do is come out of agreement with the enemy. He's a liar. This is number one. Okay, this is, this is the first thing because what I was saying before is if you don't line yourself up, if you're born again, but you don't line yourself up with the word of God, 
You don't know the word of God. You don't even know the authority that you have. So the enemy is keeps throwing darts at you all the time, right? You're going to go to heaven for sure because you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. The second you are really give your heart to the Lord, you know, you are, you are going to heaven. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So Satan can't touch your spirit. But if you don't line up your, your mind and your words with the word of God, Satan can touch your mind and your body. Because as he throws darts at your mind, you're thinking, I'm stuck, I'm powerless, I don't know how to fight this, I guess, you know, I'm going to die. No, no, I'm telling you, it's time to get that this revelation because all these people that are, let me tell you something, the devil hates me. I don't care because I hate him and he ain't touching my family. You know what? You have to be the light wherever you are. Help people to understand that Jesus already paid the price. Come out of agreement with the enemy first. Oh, we are like totally out of time tonight. But I'm telling you, this is the direction that I had to go in. So I didn't even finish what I was talking about. But I think you guys are okay with that. You know, and if and if I have to pick it up, you know, next week. Because, um, you know, I've got notes to keep me on track. But God always brings me where he wants me. And this was for you tonight. You've got to know the truth. And and honestly, this is the core message that the Lord has me to tell the whole entire world. And it's scripture. It's there. Jesus said, it is finished. Everything was finished. And boy, when I cried out to him and I said, Lord, I want to know how do I have the faith of Jesus? That's when he showed me about the law of gravity. Just like it works for everybody all the time, everywhere. So it is with the law of the spirit. When you speak that word of God first, remember, renounce any agreement with the enemy first, right? So for example, I'll give you a a for instance, because some of you are like, well, how exactly do I do this? So what you want to do is say, Father, in Jesus name, Lord, I repent for having come into agreement with the, the lies of the devil I repent for coming into agreement with the lies of the devil and and not you know and with every other spirit that opposes Jesus Christ the word of God and you say lord I repent for that I am sorry that I did that but lord Jesus I thank you that that you paid the ultimate price lord for my healing or for whoever you're talking to for their healing have them do this with you my gosh, they will be set free and you'll be writing going, oh my gosh, this is great. They were healed. I'm telling you, this is how you do it. And then you just, it might, they just need to understand. It's like the law of gravity. It's already done. It's, it's, it's already in place. It works the same way for everybody all the time, but you've got to release it. You've got to risk. Okay. Boy, I'm so passionate about this. So Lord, I repent for having come into agreement with the the with the enemy or with with cancer or with whatever it is you don't have to say everything you just say with the enemy and with any other spirit with the spirit of fear you repent for having come into agreement with the spirit of fear and any other spirit and every other spirit that opposes Jesus Christ the word of God and you say Jesus I thank you I thank you that you paid the ultimate price with your life in blood with your blood for me so that I could be healed. And Lord, right now I choose to align myself with your word. I understand, Lord, that it is finished. My healing is finished. 
And all I need to do is speak the word now on that and it will happen because now the enemy legally has no right, has no right to touch your body once there's repentance, right? You know, Romans, I believe it's 1663, says that whoever you yield yourself to, that is who you are a slave of. So if you are living in sin and you are doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing, you have opened yourself wide to the enemy to come into your life, to lie to you, to wreak havoc in your life, to touch your body. Repent of that, right? You know, when, it, when the Bible says confess your sins, re, just repent of that and mean it with your whole heart. Because now, once you repent, the enemy has no legal right to hold you. You are literally, now his hands are off. Now you speak the word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword. And that the word of God will, it's in motion. Just like the law of gravity, it's still going to take a, a few, you know, seconds or whatever for that fall. Remember, once you speak that word of God, don't come into agreement with anything different because now that word of God is in motion, just like the fig tree. And the only thing that can reverse it is you coming into agreement with something else. Wow. Okay. We're totally out of time, but I just want to say to you, this is how you do it in a nutshell. If you know someone that's sick, please Show them this video. I'm going to ask you to share this video on your page because this is truth that most churches are not, they're just not preaching this today. And this is the truth from God's word that I've seen too much. I know, I know too much because I've seen too much. I am seeing healings and miracles constantly. And it's because of this truth. I'm telling you, I cried out to God with all my heart and I said, I want to know how to have the faith of Jesus. And I was already seeing a lot of healings and miracles in my ministry, but whole nother level, whole nother level with my friend being healed of cancer, with my husband that had that quarter size lump sticking out of his neck that was gone within seven days. You know, it went in five days, it went from this to this and in seven days it was completely gone. Don't think that because you don't see um, the results, like instantly, that it didn't work. Oh, that is the biggest mistake that you could make, okay? You stay on it because no, God showed me, once you speak that word that is sharper than any two-edged sword, the word of God is in motion. It is killing that virus. It is killing that disease. It is killing those cancer cells. You've got to give it a chance, and you will see the manifestation we're out of time. But I just want to tell you, I love you. I bless you in Jesus. And my, you know, only request is do what I'm teaching you. Do what you're learning. And, and, and listen, this is not even coming from me. This is from the word of God. Do it. And then I want you to write back, you know, and, and fill me in. Also, make sure that you comment and let me know what your takeaways were from tonight and how this has blessed you. Be sure to share it with others. And I'm telling you, I have so much more for you. And that's it. So I love you. I bless you in Jesus. And if Ephesians 1.3, if Jesus is your Lord, you're already blessed. And I've got a video that talks about being born again. And you know what, just quickly, if you're not born again yet, Father, just repeat these words after me, but mean it with your whole heart. God knows if you mean it. I can't let you go without having you get born again if you're not, right? You want your spirit to be recreated and then, okay. So Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did 
at the cross. I know that you paid for my sins. I know that God the Father raised you on the third day and you are alive forever. Take my life, Lord Jesus. Make it what you want it to be. Teach me your ways. I give myself to you. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord. Amen, and welcome to the family of God. All right, God bless you. You are blessed, and I'll see you next time. All right, don't forget to comment and let me know how this has blessed you, and don't forget to share. Let's make the name of Jesus famous. He's already famous, but you know what I mean. All right, love you, bless you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.